This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to the MK1 podcast. You're the hub for everything. Milton Keynes Dons. Well, Joe, I'm I'm very happy that we're in the moods that we are in based off last night's performance because it could have been a very different mood if we hadn't won that game. But um, obviously, I saw you last night, but how are we, mate? We all good? Yes, yeah. I'll tell you what, I was knackered. Um, I, well, I was actually knackered by about the 20th minute and every time <laughs> some twat next to me decided to start, if you don't bounce your AFC, I was just like, oh, really, are we having to go again? Because I was knackered by, the, by about half an hour in. I, I, I couldn't do any more bouncing. My knees were shot to pieces. My back's hurting. <laughs> Um, but yeah, nah, brilliant, brilliant. I mean, half time. Couldn't, that first half felt like it went on for like a good hour and a half. It genuinely went on forever. And yeah, it was good fun, wasn't it? Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about it in more detail now. How was your commute back? Did you uh, have any friends along the way back to London? Yeah, yeah. So it's funny because I didn't actually know at the time, but me and Chapman on the way, Joe Chapman, um, obviously one of, our, one of the Don's followers that comes with most away games, actually on the same train as me on the way up um so i ran into him and yeah we managed to get to the stadium on the way there but yeah there was there was on the way back there was there was quite a few uh they were quite quiet funnily enough um which is nice but yeah they, they were chatting down the tube station which is was, was good fun but uh yeah they they were pretty they were pretty bad i mean i don't have any highlights from last night joe but mine in particular was obviously with, with the well the own goal slash the max dean goal whatever you want to call it the guy literally somehow manages to loop it over to the keeper into the bottom corner and then just pretend he's injured and get substituted off, which is quite impressive. He was that embarrassed by it that he had to get himself uh yeah off the pitch. What about you? Any memories from that last night? I mean I'm I'm sure we're gonna come on to this guy a little bit more in more detail shortly, but Max Dean celebrating the two sendings off as if he'd just scored a last minute winner at Wembley. Um it was absolutely <laughs> phenomenal stuff. He is a tenacious little so-and-so and um, I, I actually watched it back and you actually see he's like looking back at the referee and he starts like edging towards the cow shed ready to break into <laughs> celebration and um, and it rattled the right people um, so yep Max Dean's celebrating the two red cards as if he'd scored so, yeah, and let's be honest, he probably would have scored had he not had he not been yes, signed down twice. And it was the identity, it was the exact same thing that happened twice. And um, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, that that the first enough. Their number two was was so bad. Like I I haven't seen many bad like League Two players this season. Really, I think the quality's been pretty good on on the whole. But that number two, I apologize, I forgot his name, but he was absolutely dreadful, and you could tell that. Um, Watson was basically saying to the to Tomlinson, especially to just target him all game because he obviously the, the the um every time the ball was going forward, it was always straight to Tomlinson and when Gilby in support as well because it's just targeting every single time because yeah, you could tell he wasn't up for the occasion and obviously he got sent off um pretty early on also. But yeah, really, really good night last night. I think everyone really enjoyed it. I thought block eleven and 
obviously yourselves, Don's action, the rest of the team there were absolutely fantastic, getting everyone going. And yeah, it was nice to have a bit of atmosphere there for once. I think, especially midweek games, it's it's a tough sell, uh, particularly in those conditions last night. But the fact that everyone managed to get behind the boys and obviously you know, the lads were clearly appreciative of it and getting get that massive three points really was a was a, a good way to bounce back after a pretty disappointing Saturday. Yeah, genuinely, I think probably since the start of last season, that's probably the best atmosphere we've had. And, you know, first of all, thank you to everyone who filled block 11 up. Um, even those, in, you know, the top in the top four rows, I think it was about two or three to a seat. <laughs> when we sc- It was hard to actually celebrate when we scored because there was just nowhere to go. Um, and you saw people like in, t- like in T-shirts or taking their top off. And I think, let alone celebrate, and that was probably just to actually stay sane. Um, and some of the videos coming out today, I think um, that's probably I've probably enjoyed today just as much as I did the game because yeah, you, every every hour or so you just get a new player tweeting out, you know, a new thing. I think Alex Gilby described it as a nice kick around with the boys. Um, <laughs> Max Dean said, uh, "No one likes us. We don't care." Um, you know, was chipped in. Norman chipped in. Um, so yeah, lovely to see the players getting stuck in as well. And there's some brilliant content over on the official um, the official Twitter account. Some great videos, and also um, some great um, you know videos from of, of you know the cowshed bouncing. As I say, even though I was you know by the fifth time that someone started trying to start that channel, I was growing a bit tired of it in my big coat and sweating buckets. But um, yeah, I mean, if there's ever a time to get involved, then uh, yeah, I think that was a great time for. <laughs> Yeah, see, you can add the uh, list of stuff that Block 11 can guarantee you as, as, as a cardio workout now as well. So uh, there you go. Little, little Tuesday night cardio. Nothing wrong with that. Okay, I suppose let's talk some football. I mean, we can't really not talk about uh, last night, really. Obviously, if you know we had Saturday beforehand, which I'm sure we'll get into. But I think the best way to probably do it is just chat about why we won on Tuesday night and why we lost on Saturday. Um one of the key things to me straight away was the team sheets. I felt, I felt, obviously, I don't know, Joe, you were unfortunately didn't, didn't get to make Saturday, but I think the team that Williamson put out, and, and by the way, before we get onto any, any of that, um, condolences to, of course, Mike Williamson and his family on that on their loss. Um, and yeah, I think the lads really did fight for uh, him, and obviously, Ian Watson dedicated doing to him. So, yeah, mine and Joe's, I'm sure everyone else's, as our listeners, condolences go towards Mike's family. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. And I think looking at that team that was laid out on Saturday, obviously we had we had Jordan Williams playing, MJ Williams playing as right centre back. Yeah, Dan Harvey come back from an injury at left centre back. Um and Ethan Robson also come back from injury at centre mid and obviously Marshall making his first start after basically one training session, which for anyone who follows football quite closely, it's it's not really a training session, it's more the shape. So it's not even really like any time to bend gel with the lads and I think you could tell. I really think you could tell. I didn't really think they got control of the game at all. Of course, you know they got the early goal, but I think besides from that, Morecambe were, were surprisingly always a threat, particularly for set pieces. Obviously, they had a chance in the first half where it was a warning sign, really, that it was going to happen again. And of course, their first goal comes from that, like a looping header to the back post. There's two Dons players there, Lofthouse especially, who... Instead of trying to cover the back post, sort of steps forward. And then, of course, the defender, the, the uh, Morgan player there, taps it in. And 
Yeah, I've obviously the second goal. I think we've all seen the highlight of that. Charlie Brown runs through. Uh, former Don's player, of course. Who else would it be? Um, and they're, they're a pretty good finish on his weak foot past Marshall. But yeah, there was. I think I think you could tell that there was several players there who hadn't played in a little while, hadn't played in particular positions, and there wasn't much like continuity, or there wasn't much like rhythm there for me to to really get a hold of the game and. I think we paid the price for it ultimately, and it, it was it was weird. And I think actually Ian Watson and, and obviously I know Mike Williams didn't have much to say in this team that was put out on Tuesday night, but I think you could tell that they went back to basics a little bit. Yes, MJ Williams is still part of the back three technically, but you know um, Cameron Norman was there also. D. Lewis came back to the team, who of course is a um, pivotal figure, but it felt like more personalities and whilst it is a derby, it felt like a more structured team who are really, really going for it. And I think for me, obviously, it's easy to say that you're going to really go three left by 20 minutes. But for me, it felt like they just got it wrong on Saturday and then corrected their mistake on Tuesday. I don't know how you saw it, Joe. Yeah, I think I think there's definitely an element to that. But then I'd also balance that with saying that first half, um, numbers-wise, we looked really good on Saturday. You know, we were by all accounts, we created plenty of chances. We just didn't take them. Um, and I think the XGs were actually pretty similar over the two games. And um, I think you actually... Um, I think so against Morgan, we had 22 shots and scored one. Well, against AFC Wimbledon, um, we I think we scored our first three shots. Or, or you know, we'd have... By, or by the, I think we'd maybe had four shots and we'd be three and a lap or something like that within 20 minutes. So sometimes... It is just a matter of luck finishing, you know, a bit of bad goalkeeping. By all accounts, their goalkeeper was absolutely fantastic, Archie Mare. And yeah, yeah. Uh, Liam, you and I know better than many what Archie Mare can do. I haven't seen him uh, in the playoff final for Notts County. He, of course, made, I'm going to still say to this day, the best penalty save I've ever seen. And that's, it was very that's impressive, even, on yeah. t- even, even on TV, like genuinely, that's probably the best penalty save I've ever seen, how he, how he saved that. So, um, uh, in, in the playoff final, that is, sorry, um, for Notts County. But yeah, I think um, the difference was a bit of clinical edge. Um, as you say, the team on on um, the start of the game on Tuesday, I, you know, you look through that team and I actually was saying to someone um, just in, in Lewington's bar before the game, I said, we've got quite a few players in this team that just are going to be well up for it. Like, I, know, I mentioned yeah. the likes of Gilby, the likes of Dean, the likes of Norman, the likes of Robson. And I was like, you know, these are the sort of players that they, you know, they want a 50-50 in the first five minutes to get the crowd up. You know, these are the sorts of players where you win a corner and they're there goading the crowd. Even someone like Dan Kemp, we saw at Tranmere for those that were there, you know, he was really, he wasn't just sort of like a lone player that had just been chucked back in and he was, you know, in, oh, I was enjoying my time at Swindon, I've got to come back. He was getting involved as well and he was really showing his all and, um, at Tranmere and that, that followed through again on on um, on Tuesday night. So I think, yeah, I think finishing was just a big part of it, really. Um, by all accounts, they didn't have hardly any chances, but we did give up, give up a couple of big ones. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think there's that. And I think as well, you know, the, the goalkeeper, to be fair to him, he's been playing non-league football, but he's been playing in front of, you know, crowds maybe thousand people so at Gates said maybe you know obviously he would have had away games that were maybe the likes of Chesterfield and things like that 
I might be, you know, just, I mean, he's played for Villa though as well, actually, I think. So, yeah, I, 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 it just needs a bit of time because I think at the end of the day, he, he doesn't know his teammates. He's played, as you say, he's played, he came in, what, Thursday or Friday? And by all accounts, it was like late that we got him registered. I, I did ask um, a friend, you know, if they knew anything and they said, um, yeah, I've, I've heard it's, it was a late one and we, we only just got him registered for the for Saturday's game. So, Give him a week or so, and I think I think there's there was early signs that we were look we'll, that the keeper will be a bit more consistent. Um, I mean, yeah. In terms of other main differences, I think I don't I don't know if there was that many other differences. I think those are the main think, two, to be fair. Yeah, I think because I think you know if you're if you're creating an xG of about two and a half in both games, and in one game you score three, and in one game you score one, you can kind of point at what went wrong really can't you uh, <laughs> yeah, their goalkeeper the AFC Wimbledon goalkeeper Alex Bass I saw on their Twitter a couple of weeks ago they were, they were saying don't worry guys he's going nowhere Portsmouth aren't going to recall him yeah I bet they're not <laughs> yeah you, you don't worry lads you keep him for the rest of the season I'm not surprised you'd see him for that goal but then again oh that third goal he was yeah, shocking was yeah. said that there was a, a, a strange bounce but um, I mean it weren't as if it was like you know it wasn't Roberto Carlos that shot that. It was a header from about 15 yards out. <laughs> so, um, there we, I tell yeah. you what, I always feel like when a header goes in, that's actually bounced before it's hit the net. Mm, I don't like them. <laughs> I th- I, honestly, it was, I thought it was going wide. It was going so slow. I thought, is, it, is this, is this going <laughs> At in? first, everyone was like, oh, the keeper, the keeper will have that. So, no one really was like, oh. You know, everyone's thought, oh, the keeper will just get that. And then it's like, it's, it's gone in. It's the same with the um, the own goal. I think, you know, Max Dino will come on too shortly, just pressuring the defender. Because at first, I think our reactions were, oh, God, Max Dean must have got, that must have been deflected off Max Dean or something. Upon the replay, it's the most glorious volley in the back <laughs> of the net, isn't it? Looping, a looping volley. So, yeah, I think... Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was good fun I last night. I think both actually. games were similar, but, yeah, as you say, there mm. was a couple of key differences and that yeah. ultimately settled the tone of each game. Yeah, pretty much. And I think despite the win and the loss, I think three players that are really like playing lights out at the moment is um is Tomlinson, Gilby and as you mentioned, Dean. I think though those those tri- that trio is unbelievable at the moment. I mean of course for for the first the first goal or the only goal against Morecambe, sorry. Um, you know, it's it's those three who create it and Dean and Dean taps it in to make it one nil and then Again, like if you look at the highlights of both games, it's just Gilby making powerful runs. It's playing Tomlinson, who's, you know, I'd say the best player in the league at the moment in terms of what he's doing, in terms of creating chances and even scoring goals as well. And like I just mentioned, Dean, the pressing, the the pure passion, to be honest. I, I was so proud of him last night. I thought he had an absolutely fantastic game. I really deserved to score a goal, or at least one anyway. Um, and then, of course, when he made the score goals, as adds to that. So, yeah, I suppose wherever you want to start with those three, I mean, probably Dean, right? I mean, what a fantastic bunch of players there, really. Yeah, and I think, and this is similar to um, Troy Parrott, actually. The, I think the measure of a player is that you can recognise, especially a striker, you could recognise what a great game they've had, even if they haven't scored. And I think with a player like perhaps Isa or Lecco, they can be guilty of not really doing much, but coming up with a crucial goal at times. However, with Dean, I 
think there's rare, I think you can maybe say one or two games where he's not really done much. Even games like Crawley at home, when we weren't great, he was still putting in a shift. He didn't score, but he, he, he was there and he was he got us through it. And I think yesterday was just a perfect example of a striker not needing to score to actually have an absolute fantastic game. And, you know, he, he did the donkey work. He chased down. He, he t- those balls weren't like pinpoint balls through to him where yeah, he then yeah. got the size down. He turned them into the perfect ball. You know, they were kind of balls put into an area and he was the one that made them into the position where they felt that they had to foul him to stop a certain goal, essentially. So, you know, not many people would gamble on on shots, uh, on, on balls like that and they'd miss out on that chance. So um, that's a credit to him. And, he's, you know, I think we were both kind of saying, yeah, he's a good option off the bench. And I don't think anyone really saw this coming. No, and I think, you know, listen to Ian Watson last night, I don't think he even, maybe I think he knew his talented player, but I don't think he expected him to be to be this good. Um, and obviously have this much of uh, this type of a character in the squad, particularly as your, as your number nine, as, as they describe it. I think, yeah, it's one of those, I was saying um, on with Dave Sowen on the Morgan podcast a couple of weeks ago, like he's one of those players where, I think we've got to enjoy him while we can. And I mean, hopefully he's here for such a long time. But obviously when it comes to it, unless I think if we get promoted, fantastic. Hopefully we do and he stays. But um, yeah, I mean, what a talent. And I think he's going to go very, very high in the the English leagues at the very least. I think absolutely fantastic. Um, A player who's slightly older, but again, has as much impact, Joe. Very nice. He's showing me his office Bellingham t-shirt. Joe Tomlinson. Um, not quite Bellingham, but to be fair, I mean, he might as well be at this rate. I mean, even stats-wise, I think it's eight key passes over the last two games, which is ridiculous. Even, even if it was like a attacking centre-attacking midfielder, you'd be like, actually, that's ridiculous. Numbers. For a wing-back to have eight key passes over two games is crazy. Of course, got the assist against Morgan for Dean's goal. Um, won goal of the month, player of the month for Don's perspective. Wouldn't be shocked if he's up there for player of the month for January, of course, for the league itself. Um, yeah, I mean, at, we've said it quite a few times, Joe, but obviously we spoke to people who said he'd be, he'd be good under the system, but to be this good is is really impressive. Absolutely. And I think um, I've actually seen some people describe the system of um, of uh, Mike Williamson as, as more of a 3-2-5, and I think that that was never more evident than at times last night. And also, you know, not only is his ability to beat a man one-on-one, it's the, the, the presence of mind. He, he, he often does make the right decisions. Um, so that ball across the face of the box, it was low. You know, a lot of, you know, sometimes when you get to that sort of area of the pitch, your temptations come. But he looked, he saw what was there, and he picked out the right option. He comes inside, and he's, he's, he's pretty, I'd probably say he's the most two-footed player in the team. Would you go along with that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at his goals, right? Goal was yeah. right-footed. His assist was left-footed. Speak <laughs> for itself. Yeah, and um, I think because play, I think players are just scared of him as well. <laughs> like, you know, he, when he comes running down at you, I, I would say um, Jody Jones might have something to say with his sixteen assists this season. I think. Well, I call um, the transfer to make. He's off the Wrexham, so I mean, no, 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 yeah. Honest, do not. I know, I know, I'm joking, I'm joking. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> You're better than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, but no, I, I think, yeah, absolutely well-deserved. And um, look, he's not going to tear up any trees if he was playing left-back in a four-back formation. And I think that's why it maybe didn't work out from a Peterborough. I saw Peterborough fans saying, oh, yeah, well, good luck. I've never seen him win a 1v1. Well, good job we, we don't really need him for that. It's, that's not his role in this team. Um, you know, we got we got Lewington backing him up and then also, you know, Dan Harvey at times as well. And so, yeah, um, brilliant. And uh, just seems like a nice guy as well, which is quite nice. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, again, one of those players, a bit like Dean, but like Gilby, who oh, I think you're going to struggle to get him out of the team at the moment. Um, yeah, it's weird that obviously yeah, we did lose on Saturday because it didn't feel like we lost. felt like we had a we should probably won four two or three two or whatever. Um, but football for you, isn't it? Really? Um, yeah, fantastic performance last night. I think everyone's absolutely buzzing. Um, and yeah, I think as you mentioned, Joe, some things just need a bit of time. Obviously, Marshall's probably had like like one train session in, in, and he's had played two games. Um, and I think he, I think he will need a consistent backline in front of him. I think he can't be having this sort of switch around all over the place, but. Um, hey, we're not the coaching staff, but I think I, I prefer to see, especially particularly Saturday, either the same back line or a similar back line to what we'd probably go for the rest of the season. Obviously, Jack Tucker's got to come back, yeah, and he'll be a big part of that group. But I think he just needs a bit of consistency. Uh, as you mentioned, obviously, he's been playing non-league most of the time. Um, so his first real taste of league football, particularly in the lower leagues. Um, so, yeah, he just, I think he just needs a bit of a bit of bedding in, let him settle down. And again, as you mentioned, when he first signed, it's one of those things where he's not going to have a lot of shots to save in theory, but the ones that he does have against him, you expect him to do save. Um, so, but I'm sure the clean sheets will come. Obviously, the ball playing abilities there. I mean, apart from the real mistake in the ball was was the um, was the AFC goal. So, other than that, it looks pretty impressive. And uh, yeah, I think he'll come good eventually. And so obviously, the, uh, the third player, obviously. Oh. We mentioned like Alex Gilby as the third yeah. member of that standout group. And I think, you know, not even just on the ball, but I think I, I remember I saw, I think one of their players, you know, uh, the AFC Wimbledon players got, had, you know, a couple of yards to run into. And all I could see was Alex Gilby just laying into Dan Kemp. You know, and I think that's, he's like the second captain by... You know, even if he's not got like armband on, he's one that takes responsibility upon himself. And I think we even saw that under Alexander. At times, he was the only one kind of putting it on the line, so to speak, with, with the actual balls to, you know, because it's pretty much if we lose a game, if we lost a game under Alexander, it was like, right, well, I guess Gilby or Woz will be doing the interview today then, because none of the others really had the backbone to kind of come out and talk. And, or, you know, it, it, you know. Um, at the time and I think he's very brutally honest and he's um, wears his heart on his sleeve and I was really he's just he's everything you want in that sort of game um, yeah. but he's really shown a touch of class as well and I think other people have kind of raised their game with him and I think when you're playing alongside someone like that you almost have to because you, you know it's not as if he, not as if like he's showing them up but you know, if your mate's doing that well what reason have you got for not doing that sort of thing so I think he's he raises the game of everyone else around him, but he's also got the quality himself with he's over 10 goal contributions in the league as well, isn't he? I believe so, I yeah. Five, is... is it five goals, five assists or something like that? Yeah, which Maybe is super six goals, impressive. Something, you know, 
and that's for someone that's played centre mid the majority of his career, and he's now playing sort of like an inverted ten, yeah, number ten in the half space off the left, and you know all this fancy stuff. He's um, a nice evolution to see for sure. <laughs> yeah, I see. He was the captain on Saturday when um, Lewington didn't start the game, um, so I think it's pretty clear that he's the vice captain, as you mentioned. Yeah. Even when he's not got the armband on him, he just feel like he's a very vocal leader. And we've spoken previously about how Livingston maybe isn't that on the pitch, more so in the dressing room. Um, but it's very important to have the likes of Norman, Gilby, uh, and the rest of them in those type of games who can, you know, really like boss people about getting into the thick of things. And yeah, clearly, clearly it works. So um, very, very pleased. I suppose one player we haven't spoken about who did join. Um, same day as Marshall, actually, didn't he? It was Lewis Bate, who I know, Joe, you messaged me as soon as the uh, news came out about Lewis saying you're absolutely buzzing for him to come in. Um, only seen two sub appearances so far, um, probably in a similar vein to um, Marshall, although Marshall has started both games. In fact, that not much time on a training pitch, uh, particularly with Williamson, of course, as well. So trying to ease him in. But what, what can he bring to this Don's team when he is ready to go? Um, and where do you see him play? Well, I think it's um, it'll be it'll be sort of that Jack Payne role potentially. Maybe even Mean and Jack Payne can be released a bit further forward. Uh, but also, you've got to remember we we're going to be going Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday for a long while now. And so I think that two or three changes a game is going to be pretty regular. And you can make five substitutions. And so I think a lot of players are going to be you know even if they're playing thirty minutes or sixty minutes, you know, and it's rotational sort of basis. I think. Um, Squad management is going to be key from now to the end of the season. We're seeing teams like Mansfield having a few injuries in Stockport and it's actually, you know, it's stopping their progress. When everyone's fit, it's fantastic. But, you know, if we have one or two injuries now, I think it just really adds some depth to that central midfield department, especially with uh, Dawson Devoy leaving. Um, I thought we saw a bit of rust, to be honest with you, at times, um, especially, you know, for the first, the Morecambe winner. Um not necessarily his fault, but just perhaps uh, a little a little rusty. Um, but I think at times against AFC Wimbledon, you just saw a bit of class from him. Just the quick thinking, the body movements. The, he looks very silky on the ball, doesn't he? <laughs> um, and, you know, I think he was a player that was playing for a team in League One in Oxford that look, weren't great, but he was pretty much the standout in that Oxford team in the division yeah. above. And so to get him on loan, you know, young player still, it's quite impressive. Um, I think he would have been played. I don't think he's been featuring for Leeds this season and I don't think he's been on loan anywhere else. So he's not played men's football in eight months or something. So I think we've just got to be a little bit patient. But I think with a lot of these players, some t- you know, give them three to five games and I think we'll really sort of see, see where they're at. Um, but I think you looked at the, I just had a little read through the quote tweets and people just like, how have they got him? <laughs> I think, you know, it's the draw of the manager and the draw of the style of play. And I think people can see already in the, I think, is it 14 games he's managed in the league? Or we've had I think it is, you know, yeah. Because I, I know the guys, um, I know the guys at NT20 tweeted about, didn't they, recently about the PPG um, being the same as Wrexham. That's, that's two, over two points per game. Yeah, so in the last 15 games, I think no one has had a higher points per game like um, ratio than the we've had in the league. So essentially since Mike Williams has come in, we've been the best team in the league. Pretty much of that, that is saying there and thereabouts. Um, actually Liam, you'll like this. I have a look um, 
we've now got the second highest open play XG in the whole league. Oh, there we go. Back to the XG brigade. Love that. So, you know, we're creating the chances. Um, obviously, we know where we need to tighten up. But um, yeah, anyway, so the impact Mike Williamson has made in 15 games has meant that people are will people want to use us as, you know, let's face it, Lewis Bailey, he's not going to sign for us, probably. He's, he's he Chelsea, a lead signing from Chelsea um, a season or two ago. But players like him see us as a perfect place for them to springboard and relaunch their careers. And, and uh, yeah, so, may, so long may it continue. Yeah, obviously, yeah. I mean, I think it's believed that obviously he's got six months left on his deal. Um, so, yeah, it's a good opportunity. Oh, really? Well, that's what's believed. That's the rumours going around anyway. So, okay. I think the thinking probably is, yeah, showcase the one league to get like a pretty solid League One move next season for maybe two, three years. And then I say well, spring all the way up. Oof, well, maybe. I mean, based off PPG, mate, we're, we're the best team in the league. So, who knows? But, um, yeah. yeah, but no, it's it's a... It's it's definitely a good place to be at the moment, isn't it? I think the the team's playing well. Williams has got them, and Watson have also got them and pairing in terms of the football they're playing. And yeah, we're winning, we're winning most games really. I obviously having occasional blips, but in fifteen games, you're going to lose two games. That's that's really really impressive. Like you you take that every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Okay, um, we'll take a short little break and then we'll get into our final home game of triple header against Gillingham. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So, Gillingham on Saturday. Um, in terms of the league table, the biggest game of the three, really. Uh, obviously, with Don's now sitting in sixth and Gillingham just outside the playoffs in eighth with a win, getting a level of points of us and back into the playoffs, of course. So, a really big game. Um, Gillingham, in terms of their away form, actually are, are pretty decent. Um, they're a playoff team in terms of away form, seventh in the league when it comes to that. One six, drawn one and lost six. Not a lot of goals in their games, but of course, they've had a bit of a change of uh, style and change of manager, which we'll get into um, later on. The current manager, Stephen Clements, as Joe told me, whilst had a little break, um, former assistant manager, quite a few times to Steve Bruce. Um, but it's fair to say that the style of play isn't exactly the same. But I think the big the big thing with this Gillingham team is that because we've had a change of style, there's not many stats to go off. But the one key thing we can talk about is their sort of prominence from set pieces. And I think the big thing that we've seen the last couple of games of, with Morecambe and AC Wimbledon and, and and going to this one is that set piece wise, we are a bit a bit a bit hit hit and miss. I think we obviously we saw the Morecambe goal came from a set piece, the first one. Um, you know, AFC looks fairly dangerous set pieces when he actually got a good delivery in the box so I think if I if I was Ian Watson preparing for this game that would be a key thing for me um, just trying to manage you know if they crowd marshal can we deal with that and can we have the players on the pitch to deal with that uh, and just make sure that we can try and avoid that but yeah they've they tend to try and play 4-2-3-1 since the new managers came in. Um, again, they they try and they like to keep the ball when they can and play with width. Obviously, the likes of Romeo Hudson, who's got six assists this season, I believe. You know, 
really, really top player for League Two level and uh, and also players like Conor Mahoney. He was also at Bournemouth previously and played at higher levels. Uh, not got too many goals this year, but again, he's been playing for a team who a bit a bit topsy-turvy in terms of style. Um, Macaulay Bond, the lowest been that people are aware of, of course, scored a screamer against against us a couple of seasons ago in League One. Um, but a fantastic player for League Two and uh, their main threat going forward in terms of a striker. Um, and Tom Nichols, who again is a, a prominent player who we played a fair bit of um, over the years and in different leagues, uh, and find himself now in Gillingham. But yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. Obviously, people may have some hangover Joe from the AFC game, but this Gillingham team shouldn't be underestimated. And if if they are underestimated, they're going to punish us. Absolutely, and I'll, I think I'll be um, trying to watch this. In, in this is my. Uh, yearly trip to work trip to Germany so it's the first game well I'll be missing this game um, I think last time it was Bristol Rovers away I missed that one and watched that from afar and we've done alright there so I will be trying to find a stream so I'll try it's because the I follow international you got it's quite last time I had a bit of trouble setting it up so hopefully I have more luck okay. this time um, um, we'll, we'll discuss that after um, yeah, the yeah. admin the admin <laughs> but I think the key battle here could be the wing backs yeah, um, I know you mentioned set pieces, but they've recently signed Romeo Hutton, um, and he was on his way to Stockport, and yeah. he actually then went to Gillingham, Gillingham convinced him. Now, to me, that says you know it's a sign of intent if ever I've seen one. And on the other side, at left back, they've got a certain Scott Malone who was playing at Millwall last year, and um, Scott Malone. I don't know if you you remember, but um, Landy, who was on the pod, the Notts County fan, he. He said to me, you've got to watch this Scott Malone goal when they scored against Notts County. And um, he did a double roulette in the box and then smashed it to the corner. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah uh, he's a player that's played 100-plus games at championship level in recent seasons. And he, he, he's got a goal-scoring touch as well. And like you mentioned with the set pieces, he's quite a big lad. And um, so I think, you know, Hudson, uh, uh, if Hudson plays, that is, I presume he may do. I think um, he will be, yeah. As well as... Um, Malone, I think that's going to be a really key battle because let alone keeping our wingbacks quiet, but we've got to keep them quiet. So Tomlinson might actually be a little bit more reined in um, than usual just because of the threat of of Romero Hudson. And I think as well that may influence selection in terms of can we risk someone like Lewington going up against arguably one of the best um, wingbacks in the league. Um, so plenty, lots of interesting battles all around the pitch, to be fair. Lots of quality on show. Um, a team that's quite young and it's similar to ours in, in terms of, you know, I think that we actually um, relieved managers sort of similar times. Um, I actually think we were the first game of the caretaker manager. We, I think we were the first game of when... After, oh, were we? Yeah, because I remember... Oh, of course, it's Keith Miller, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were looking yeah. for a manager for absolutely yogs. Um, I think Graham Alexander got... got um, relieved of his duties a couple of games after Gillingham away um, a particular highlight for any Don fans there that day um, <laughs> what a game that was um, so yeah I think it's going to actually be a really interesting game that I think could easily be like both two good teams cancelling each other out to be quite honest with you yeah so in the last game it was Forest Green which was a one-all draw um, Hutton and Malone both played at wing back in a in a 3-5-2 system so or a 5-3-2 system sorry um so yeah, a an interesting team, a very a team full of retanta players actually, and I think it'll be a real a real battle for this one. Um, any final comments, Joe, before we sign off? 
Um, I hope everyone there enjoys it. Yeah. Uh, uh, be sure to be loud and proud in my absence. I'm sure you'll be making up, you'll be singing for two Liam, won't you? Oh, of course, mate. Yeah, I'll be there. So hopefully a bit, well, I mean, hopefully not less crowded than Block 11, but it'd be nice to have my own seat. That'd be, that'd be decent compared to <laughs> being squashed in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might actually have to, you know, wear a nice big jacket on Saturday rather than just relying on the warmth of the crowd. Yeah, no, can't. Maybe less bouncing as well, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I was uh, happily have a little. Hey, a little well, work dare to dream, eh? Let's make. Let's hope these guns players make us want to bounce, right? Exactly, mate. What said it like? You know, fucking every every home game I should be like that, and hopefully it will be, but. Um, yeah, hopefully not too yeah. a hangover for everyone. Yeah, I've got something to tell you, what. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think he knows. It's been a long enough, and he knows the drill. He knows the drill. Um, but yes, thank you very much for listening to the, this, this week's episode. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week, obviously looking um, back at Gillingham. I'm looking ahead to Barrow, which is another massive game, obviously travelling up their place. A uh, long journey, and hopefully another three points would be nice, wouldn't it? So yeah, we, I think yeah, we're, we're trying to. We, I think that's two in a row now, so we will make it three. We we got the schedule back and the routine back, and now now with the pods. So thank you for bearing with us, and if you if you're still here, of course. Yeah, obviously, listen, Christmas, and obviously it was tough time for us personally, like just seeing family and Joe with work, and then obviously there was lack of games as well, which didn't really help things. Um, but yeah, whilst whilst the games come in. The wins are coming. Uh, we'll do our best to get an episode out to you guys weekly because I know how much you guys like listening to it. I will you enjoy recording it. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Um, we will catch you next week with the reaction to Saturday's game and, of course, looking ahead to Barrow. And until then, come on, you don't. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.